This is The Exchange, humanizing commerce through post-purchase connection. All right, welcome to The Exchange, everyone, where we're always talking customer experience, retention, and brand building. And if you listen to this show regularly, you know that Tim and I are big fans of content in e-commerce to build community. One platform that I'm not familiar with that all, though, is TikTok. Tim, are you on TikTok? I got to say, Alex, I have become a pretty big TikToker over the last, uh, I don't know, maybe six weeks or so. Um, I've become like, I have an unhealthy obsession with it. My wife is always on TikTok, so I grabbed it probably two weeks ago. I started to play around with it, but I'm clearly not an expert. I'm going to go ahead and label you not an expert as well, Tim. But we do have a guest here today who is. And his brand's gotten 40,000 followers and over a million likes on TikTok in the last year. We're pumped to have John Shanahan, co-founder and CMO of Strix on the exchange to talk about TikTok today. Welcome to the show, John. Thanks. Great to be here. I, I had pinged you guys after Eric mentioned TikTok last time. And I was like, Eric knows pretty well that I've been, uh, I've been active on TikTok and it's a great place to be. So excited to talk about it. Yeah, that's how, that's how John and I actually got connected. We were talking about that last episode. And uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, we were talking about TikTok and uh, whether Beer Brand is using it. And they're not for their demographic, but we kind of left it a little short there. I think we can go a lot deeper on TikTok. And we're excited to have John here today to talk about it. And John, before we go into the specifics of how you're using TikTok, do you want to give our listeners just a quick overview of what Strix sells and the mission your brand's on? Because I think it's a very interesting one. Yeah, so Strix was founded under the premise of what if there was a cosmetics brand that was formulated, designed, and built from the ground up for men? Because there are men out there that use these products, but it's definitely not the norm. And so we're on a mission to help normalize and make accessible the cosmetics category so guys can get clear skin instantly and feel confident in their everyday lives, whether you're on a first date, Zoom call, uh, or a wedding. And so all of our products are at the intersection of skincare and cosmetics. And so like we fit right inside alongside other skincare routines and um, we help to boost confidence and enhance them. I'm curious what age demographic do you guys skew the most towards? I I was thinking about this before the show and I would think it would be younger males, which probably would fit in with the TikTok strategy. Slightly, but actually, you know, almost 25% of our customers are over the age of 50. And so like any kind of D2C focused brand, I think our bell curve is definitely towards the 30s. But what we find is the use cases vary by age, but the ages are pretty even. So it's like younger guys are dealing with different skin types like uh, acne and breakouts and blemishes. And then the older guys have like rosacea or wrinkles or under eye bags. And so like we look at it more as a psychographic than a, than a demographic because across the ages, we're finding these through lines, which is really interesting. So with those through lines, it, it, you know, you guys are clearly trying to build a movement around that. You talked about trying to change perceptions and build a community of supporters and, and, and customers. And I mean, that must be super important to you is the community aspect of what you're doing. Yeah. And that's, and that's where TikTok has definitely played a big role. We also have like a, a WhatsApp group. It's like our, some of our best customers are in that group and we talk to them directly and get a lot of feedback from them. And so, yeah, the community aspect where the right now we're also at the point that we're coming up on our second year and it's like, what is the best platform and where are we getting the most engagement? Because it's one thing to like start a discord channel and hope to bring people in there, but it's more about meeting our guys where they're at. With building that community, like maybe take us back to the beginning. So you've been using TikTok for, from what I can tell, just over a year now. 
take us back to the very beginning. Like why, why build, why build on TikTok? Why try to build that community there? Take us through your thinking at the beginning. Yeah. Well, when I started, I mean, I've spent the last five years as a YouTuber. I built a community on YouTube in the men's style and grooming space, which is how I knew Eric prior to uh, being involved in Strix. And so I have that community there and that's been incredible. But then, and when I started at Strix, the, the main thing was like, okay, I'll build out a YouTube community around the Strix product and uh, educational content and that sort of thing. And as I was doing that, I had lunch with a friend and he said, you know, TikTok's really interesting. The power of the platform is the editing tools and you can just create crazy videos all within the app. Like the way that he described it really clicked for me where it was like uh, coming from YouTube, I spend most of my time in Final Cut. Uh, you have to have the right gear for it. But his thing was like, look, you can use a phone, create amazing videos and the reach is insane. And I was like, all right. So I went home and I shot the very first video. I didn't even know what I was doing in the app. It's half finished. Like I, I still didn't know what was going on, but I posted <laughs> covering up like razor burn on my neck. And within five hours, the video had 400,000 views. And I was like, there's something here, but I don't know what it is. And so let me play with that a little bit more. And so then it was just a matter of figuring, like experimenting. It's the same way that when I started on YouTube, it was like, what's going to hit? What does the audience, like what's native to the platform? And then as I think you can attest to Alex, like the more time you spend on it, it figures you out, it gives you more content, it keeps you really hooked. And so it's like understanding what is the native language and the tone to the platform and how do you fit your brand into that so that you can get those together and move forward. I've noticed I, what you just talked about, like creating videos that are native to the tone. I mean, I've noticed that like you guys, you do, even if you look at like two weeks worth of videos, you can see that some of the stuff you're doing is fitting in with like some of the music that's consistently being posted or some of the, I don't know, like angles or dance moves or whatever it is like that always go viral on TikTok. How do you, how do you make those decisions? Like how, how do you, how do you say like this week, we're going to attach ourselves to this trend or, or is there how much thought do you guys put into stuff like that? Or are you just so in tune with the platform that you're just, you're just thinking that way before you're posting? Yeah, part of it is being awash in TikTok and spending enough time on the platform. But I, like, I've thought about this a lot too because I talk to other brands that are interested in using TikTok. And I think I have it relatively easy because uh, I am like the, largely the face of the brand to a lot of customers. And I think for a brand that is trying to build and they don't, don't have a person like that. I think it's very difficult. I, the only brand that I can really think that's done it well is Manscaped. Like they don't have a single person who's their, their voice or their face, but they've been able to grow a following a TikTok. But even then they do have some of their employees that are, they're doing videos for them. And so, um, yeah, just as far as the trends on TikTok, like, because I'm always on it, if I see something like if I notice on my for you page, I get the same song three or four times. It's like, all right, I know I got to try and do something around that. And as long as I can, I've listen, I passed up plenty of songs that I, that I knew I should have done, but I couldn't get the right like message or the, the right angle to it for, for Strix. Um, like I kept getting this one. It was, um, I don't know if you guys have been getting it where it's like, I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl shit. And I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. How, how do I, I was like, I can't quite get that one in there. Um, uh, but, but now, see, because it happened the last week, it's I'm too late. It's like you got to get on there pretty quickly. And, um, and that's, what's, that's what's like exciting about the platform too is like the trends happen on a, every other day. Like you'll catch something new. And so it's just about keeping up with it. And you can kind of step back for a little bit and then focus on other channels. Like I've had to do that where it's like, all right, I got to get a couple of YouTube videos done instead of sitting on TikTok all day. And so it's all about finding that balance. 
And you said there early in that that answer that you are talking to a lot of other brands about getting started on TikTok. Like, what would your number one piece of advice be for someone that wants to get started? So, like, they have a, they have their brand and they're like, "Man, I want to get into the TikTok game." Where do you recommend they start? I think if you already work with creators that are on, especially if they're just already well, especially if they're on TikTok, it's like find creators that you have worked with in the past and get them your product and let them try and experiment because. Uh, the other thing too is if there's a person on Instagram, there's nobody, there's no influencer today that hasn't thought about or attempted to make TikTok videos. It's like that's everybody in this space knows that that's where the, a lot of the attention is going. There's so much reach there. And so if you already have creators that you have a good relationship with that are Instagrammers, just have them try and experiment with some things on TikTok because that way you don't have to try and get in front of the camera. You as the brand, you can put it in the, the customers. Like one of the other brands that has done really well is um, Adam over at Leaf Shave. They've had a couple of TikToks that just exploded because their either their customers or their influencers have just done a video about the the razor and and they exploded. And so I think for a brand that wants to get started, if you don't already have somebody that's a face and a voice that can do those videos internally, just start working with your creators and they can they can go and experiment. So that's the easiest way to get started is to leverage customers, influencers. Do you think that brands should be putting a voice or putting a person to it and really building up like that brand presence on TikTok? I think it's, it. I have yet to see an example of a brand that has done it without some kind of personality in front of it. It's like, if you want to bring on, if you want to pay some of your influencers to be the person on your own page, then yes. Um, but I've, I've continually looked for a brand that has grown on TikTok without a face or personality. I think that like the way that the platform is built, you got to have somebody that can speak like directly to there. It's really hard to do like a, like a, like get a bunch of models and cut a video together. It's also tough too. Like if you, you as a brand are shooting a lot of content for your website with models and actors, like those don't translate well into TikTok either. What's the top performing video that you guys have posted to TikTok and how do you decide what a top performer is? Like what metric are you looking at? Well, we have a few videos that have crossed like the one and two million view mark, and those would be like top former from views. But to me, the best one, and I know, I know you had mentioned this in our DMs too, is um, we did a scavenger hunt a few months ago, and that video I think maybe has three hundred or three hundred fifty thousand views, but it resulted in hundreds of emails of in store photos of our product on shelves to our support email, which is what we really needed at that time. And that to me was like the best success of showing that TikTok can work in a certain way because you just can't get that kind of reach on literally any other platform right now. Like Instagram is not going to deliver it. YouTube, there's a chance, but YouTube is very mature. TikTok is still so new. Like TikTok today is what Instagram was like 2012, 2013, or where YouTube was, um, you know, same time frame like 2011 to 2013. Yeah, just so our listeners are aware, one of the one of the ones that uh, John's talking about there, he was asking the customers to go check for the product in CVS stores. Um, and John, I thought that was like a really, really smart thing to do, not only from like the engagement standpoint, but I remember when I was, this was years ago when I was doing an internship at Conagra Foods, that was one of the hardest things that we had to deal with was making sure that our displays were actually in the stores and just using the, cu- the customer base to do that. It seems super smart. Did you get like the information you were looking for there in terms of were the displays out there in the world? Yeah. And what's funny too, is people commented like, oh, you shouldn't ask people to do this for free. You should pay somebody. And it's like, number one, we do pay a, a company to do that in our stores. And number two, 
we were offering like free product, like, Hey, if you send us, you know, the pictures, we'll give you a discount. We'll send free product. And we ended up sending out like hundreds of dollars in free product or maybe thousands of dollars based on the responses. Um, and it, and what I thought what was crazy is like, we went from having somebody scrolling on their phone on TikTok to going into a store, taking a photo and emailing it to us because it also had to be based on our store locator. Cause we're not in every CVS. We're at, we're at that point, we were in less than a thousand CVS stores. And so it was like people that were near a CVS went in, emailed us a photo. And, um, yeah, what we needed at that point was we were trying to figure out like how many stores are we actually in? Are we, are, is the inventory set up properly? Um, do we need to fulfill the stores? And we ended up based on the emails, like we got the address and the photos. So we were able to then go to CVS and say like, look, this store is missing the shelf. Like we're supposed to be in the shelf. It's not there. This store is missing the inventory. And so we had that data way faster than the third party company we were already working with. It's so interesting because like I view TikTok as just this way to be entertained and here you are using it as a way to make sure that your products are on the shelves in different, like in different locations. I just think that's super, super interesting. And on the top performing post question to kind of dig a little deeper there is when I'm watching your content, it, some of it's very like, it's clearly entertainment focused. Some of it's more educational focused on the product. Like, do you have a preference for what type of content you're creating there? Educational versus entertaining? I, yeah, I try to have an even mix between them because the tutorial stuff is going to land with a certain person that's maybe not a customer yet versus the entertainment stuff is more brand building. And so I think like the one day I just posted, this was just recently I posted like three videos because I had comments about um, like what we're doing. And I was like, all right, I guess today's the day that I just talk about this today. Uh, and so I was also surprised to see because uh, it, it's also about experimentation. I did a video just talking about our packaging and like that video did really well. And I was like, maybe people want to know about this and turns out they did and, and the video spread. Um, but that's that's another level of brain building too because anybody that's interested in our company or already has our product is going to be curious about the behind the scenes stuff because I love podcasts like how I built this. And that's why I listen to econ podcasts like yours is like, I just love to hear what's going on behind the scenes. And I think to give your customers, you know, a direct line into that look just helps to, to strengthen the relationship. I have a behind the scenes question for you that I, I would I would venture a guess that a lot of listeners are thinking. It, I want to go back to something you were talking about when it when you were talking about TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. I'm going to make an assumption that you guys have a content strategy that is, I, I would guess, maybe just broader than the the networks that you're posting on. But I'm curious, like, how do you take what you guys are strategizing as, like, this is what Strix is going to do for our content strategy, and how do you decide what goes on each channel? Um, because that, to me, is like as as a CMO of an e-com brand, trying to make sure that we get the right content out to the right channel. Like that's the question I would be asking myself. So can you maybe talk a bit about that? I try to start with uh, either like a theme or a topic that is the center point for maybe a specific week. And then each channel would have its own version of that. So like if it's our blog, we have a blog post uh, specifically about uh, an acne topic. And then we're going to have a similar video on YouTube because that's its own um, you know, that's its own voice and its own, uh, media and then Instagram as well. And so just starting with like a central premise because, and then how does that tie back into what we're doing as a brand? And then it kind of trickles out from there. TikTok though, like I will usually use that in a much quicker way also to test and iterate on ideas. And so I think I'd say TikTok is kind of like the black sheep of what we're doing because you get such quick 
feedback on there. Like I will test messages on there that will eventually become ads or like I will, I'll think, okay, this might work as an ad. Let me do a couple of videos about it. See what the response was, turn that into an ad for Facebook and then delete the videos off of TikTok because you can just get such like, I'd say of the videos that are currently on our TikTok page, I'd say that's probably only half of the ones that I've posted in the last year because um, either I was testing something and deleted it or I really didn't perform well or you know some other reason I'll just take it off of there. And so um, you know TikTok, I try to tie it into everything else that's going on in the other channels, but I also will just use that as like quick and dirty experiments to see what will what will go well. And there's a, there's a few of those TikToks too where the TikTok itself just turned into the ad. Um, not necessarily even have to have any change anything just because UGC does so well. That's a pro tip that I hope everybody caught is using TikTok and their reach to test a message. And then once you know it works, translating that into putting more money behind it and either keeping it as an ad on TikTok or just using the messaging on Facebook. That's uh, that's that's a good one. Um, which one, which network do you feel like is best for community building uh, between like YouTube, Instagram and TikTok? What's worked best for you? TikTok is not the best for the longer term relationship. Like I think about it in a hierarchy of like which channel is a follower the most valuable. And I still think YouTube is one of the best. And then I'd say Instagram is behind that and TikTok's probably the lowest. I also look at it from an influencer's perspective because I spent, you know, this is this will be my sixth year as a YouTuber and building a, a community that way is like same thing. It's like YouTube, Instagram, and then TikTok behind there, like like a follower on TikTok is not nearly as valuable as a follower on Instagram. And I think an Instagram follower isn't as uh, valuable or as engaged as YouTube. There, there are differences between each of them and and there's um, you know varying levels there. But then I think too, like the way that um, Eric has their forums or they have their private group chats, it's like if you can, each one of those is a, is a higher value and a more direct connection to the customer. It's like a, uh, an email subscriber isn't as valuable as a tech subscriber uh, as we look at SMS as a, as a channel as well. And so um, that's why I actually tried to do a private group with the close friends feature on Instagram for our customers, where it was like, you know, some of our most frequent customers or most vocal customers, I want to have them in a private group. And I maxed, I think the max you can have in, in a DM chat and Instagram was like 40. It's so like we maxed that immediately. So I was like, all right, let's go to WhatsApp. So we moved it to WhatsApp and that became the group there. To recap there, it sounds like in terms of community building, long-term relationships, YouTube, Instagram, and then TikTok. So when you're looking at TikTok, like what is, like, how do you quantify, or maybe not quantify, but how do you look at the value that TikTok is driving to Strix as an e-commerce brand? Yeah, inversely, so this is inverse to what I just said. I think TikTok is a platform that gives you the, the most organic exposure to then move somebody to another channel. So we've had a lot of guys that find us on TikTok they then follow us on Instagram, and then that becomes the most sticky version of the customer and have the relationship develop there. So that's that's why I put so much time and effort in TikTok is because, yes, there's a community there. And like you can even see in the comments, like I, I know I have at least two or three dozen guys that comment on, on a lot of the videos and like I recognize them and everything. But the the chance to find new people for your community and then move them in some way to another channel, that's where there's so much value in TikTok. It's, it's you know, let's say I got 40,000 uh, of the followers on TikTok, it's like some of my videos will do a million views. And it's like the exposure to follower ratio on TikTok is just so high. And so that's, that's why I think it's, uh, it's such an important platform, because also, um, you know, we're, I can, we can see directly that we're driving traffic in sales through our link and through the, the code bio. 
I was going to ask you about that, being able to see like, are, what kind of traffic numbers are, if you don't mind sharing, like seeing coming in through TikTok. And I know you have the TikTok code up there. Like how, what percentage of orders is that getting on? Yeah. So like in, in a good example is the, I did a video about, this wasn't even related to Strix. It was a, a skincare. It was just like talking about blackheads on your nose. That video did about 1.2 million views in 24 hours after I posted it. And we were getting like 5,000 visitors to the site, like in an hour. And it was like, once, if, if you hit a certain escape velocity on TikTok, it can drive a ton of traffic. And I actually just talked to a brand yesterday who just, they just happened to have one of their videos go viral in a very similar way. And they had like 1500 orders come through in one day and and then they sold out in their backlog and everything that, and that's why too, it, it's very much like a roulette thing. It's like, just keep making videos. One of them will hit. And then the amount of views and scale you can get from that is pretty crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Because I know like, even with this podcast or like anytime you're putting content together, there's, there's kind of this old adage that it's consistency and you need to be consistent, like keep on it, keep on it, keep on it. And you're not the first brand to tell me that, Hey, something happened, like it went viral and like we got the results really quickly from it. So it's very interesting to hear how quick something can happen on TikTok versus some of the other platforms or the more established platforms, like you were talking about earlier, like YouTube. Yeah. Like it can still happen on YouTube, but I've definitely seen guys, you know, blow up and build followings on there, but it, that's, they're the outliers. I think what's interesting about TikTok is you can start from zero and, and really grow on there. Uh, if you're doing it right on the platform. I mean, 40,000 followers in just over a year, like that's pretty good growth on a platform. <laughs> I would say that's bad. I'm like very disappointed in that because I've watched people grow way faster, uh, on the platform because I, I've had, I've had consistency issues where I've gone like a whole week and I haven't posted anything because I'm doing other stuff. Um, but that's part of like now as we're building out a team to help keep things as consistent across the channels, like that's, that's why TikTok remains a big priority. Like I, uh, there was one guy, uh, his name is Iron Sanctuary and I had sent him product and we were, I was like trying to work with him. He went from zero followers to 5.3 million followers in one year. And, um, I've watched that happen over and over. And so I know, I mean, you can grow way faster on the platform. I think as I've like tried to dissect it, I think it is because I'm a brand and people are a lot more inclined to just follow somebody that's funny, that's a personality versus what I'm doing where it's like, I can get videos out there and I can get some level of you know scale and, and attention. But I think unless you then align with the brand you don't follow, which is why I think I've had, I, my likes to follower count ratio is way skewed compared to other creators I've come across. Cause that's, I'm always looking at metrics too. Like the metric on TikTok to look at is really likes. It's like views is one thing, but for a creator to have like one to 5 million likes, like that's, that's like top 5% or, or even smaller than that of TikTok. Um, you know, follower counts don't equate to views in a way that, um, you know, so it's, those are the, that, that's what I've been really digging into as I look with more creators and, find people on TikTok is like, what is the metric that actually shows how well they're doing? Mm -hmm. When, when you talked, you, you mentioned something in there about like, there was a point where you took a week off from doing a video. Um, what, what do you think is the sweet spot for, for a brand creating videos? Like how many do you think they should be doing per week, per day? Uh, what do you think? I keep seeing a rule of thumb is that you should have two a day on TikTok. Like if you really want to grow, that's what gives them enough of a signal that you're active or something. Um, but then you also read, you you read how if you step away from the app, it'll put it out there because they're trying to entice you with notifications to come back to the app. Like it's all very nebulous. I haven't found, um, with us, like if I spend two weeks uploading every day, or if I 
you know, take a few days off and then I post multiple times a day, like I still have not found a, a cadence that really results in that. It all comes down to, is the video good? And is it going to spread? Because that's what ultimately, like if you just post one a week, but it's a, it's, it's like on brand, on message, on trend, that will do better than if you just post a bunch of stuff for the sake of, uh, for, of trying. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, like when we talked to, to Eric from Beard Brand, one of the things he was preaching is the more content you make, the better you get at it because you get more data, yes. you get a better understanding of what works and what doesn't work. So I think there's that certainly applies to TikTok. But when it when it comes to just the algorithm and the way that TikTok will will get your video out to more viewers, uh, it, it sounds like quality. It's probably a good thing with the algorithm is that quality and likes are, is the, are the thing that will get your video boosted to more viewers. Quality, not necessarily. And actually, my wife is a good example. She she has a TikTok account, and she always just uses it for viewing. She did a TikTok about Reynolds Wrap and how like you rip the Reynolds Wrap a certain way, and it was like the third video she had ever posted, and it got two million views in a week. And um, what it's like, she, like she's a perfect example of like. And and the, the thing is too, she tried a few TikToks after that, and it was like the more effort you put into it seems like the worse it does. Mm -hmm. It's like the more off the cuff and kind of sporadic and silly because the the signals that TikTok looks for is is views is like the fifth thing that they look for. They want to know are people engaging with it, which is through sharing and comments and likes. It's like some some combination of those three things, but one of the biggest indicators for them of a video's uh, you know, success is rewatching. Like do people rewatch this over and over? And it's like, if you have a video that's either really short and people need to rewatch it to catch a detail. And that, that's, that's one of the reasons that I think so many of the big TikTok accounts are dances is because for somebody to learn a dance, they need to watch that video 10, 15, 20 times. Mm -hmm. And so that's a signal to TikTok that it's being rewatched. And so that's when it ends up spreading it even more. And actually in the video that I did recently that has 2 million views, I held up the product that I was using, which was like a La Roche-Posay skincare product. But if you see, look in the comments, everybody's like, what is the thing? What's the product that he was talking about? Because people wanted that. So they were watching the video through, going back to the beginning, trying to pause. And you'll see some accounts that do tricks where they'll play a video, they'll flash something really quickly, and then go back. And those videos have like a million likes because somebody, because people were watching it, they're trying to pause at a certain point. So there are ways to game it. But yeah, the things that make a, a, a video successful is... Is it being rewatched and is it being engaged and shared in some way? So like you'll see some videos where they have 75,000 shares, which is somebody hitting the share button, either sending it in TikTok, sending it as a text message, sending it as a, you know, copying the link. Um, and so those are the things that the TikTok looks for to indicate a, a strong or a, a good video. Tim, I think we need to be uh, giving TikTok a try here at Loop from everything that John's John's saying here. Yeah, but but I but I think would have to be like dancing. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. Dancing right to the return counter. Yeah, I nominate Tim for for the dancing. I think we'll get a lot of uh, viewers watching Tim dance. Um, but John, clearly you um, you're studying TikTok pretty intently here. Is there any any accounts out there that you think anyone who is looking to get started on TikTok should be paying attention to to get inspiration and bonus points if it's a like a brand that you think doing is doing it very well obviously yourself but anyone else out there yeah i mean manscaped is the one that always comes to mind um because i mean i think them as a brand they fire on all cylinders across all the channels i they think they've just they've nailed it because they're now they're in tv and 
sports and everything. But even from the beginning, um, you know, they were, they were early on. Cause I had a call, I had a call with their VP of marketing about a year ago and I was like, yeah, I'm going to try TikTok. He goes, okay, we'll try TikTok too. And, and there's a good example. I think they have 150,000 in the last year. Um, and so, yeah, Manscaped does it really well that what I keep finding, I keep saving links for TikToks. I should send, I'll send you guys a couple of them. I keep saving links for TikToks of brands that, of creators that did stuff for brands that did really well. And so I could share a couple there. The other one is, um, I think Hero Cosmetics did really well on theirs. And I think their approach has been to bring in other creators in that way. Um, and then I'll keep in mind, I'll keep in mind for a few others and, and I'll try and get you them for the show notes because there's been a few that I've found that I'm like, oh, okay, that's a great one. What I keep finding is um, you'll get these like Etsy creators essentially where they'll do like one really good video about why they make their jewelry or why they make their XYZ product and that will explode and their Etsy shop will, will blow up. And um, it's like, I keep finding, it's just like TikTok, it's, it's crazy. It never ends and it's, it's so good. I don't know if you guys, have, have you guys been on it long enough where you'll get a official TikTok. It's a it's a creator, but it's a TikTok account, and the creator is doing a message that says, "Hey, man, you've been scrolling for a long time. You should go take a break." Because I've had that a few times. I have not gotten to that point yet, but <laughs> okay. If you spend a couple hours in the app in a continuous way, you'll get a video, and it's like, "Hey, man, like you should go to the bathroom or like close the app for a little bit." And I'm like, ah. Yeah, dang it. All right. Well, clearly, clearly John's an expert in this with the amount that he's watching. So we'll make sure that all the brands he talked about there gets into the show notes. And John, any examples that you send over, we'll make sure they get into the show notes as well. And one question I did want to get to here is one of the biggest things that we hear in the e-commerce community on why a brand is not going to TikTok is they think it's just a waste if they're not targeting a very young demographic. People seem to think it's for teens and tweens. What would you what would you say to that statement? I think that might be a, a large portion of their audience, but I, and I think you you might see this too. Is I'm essentially in a you know subcategory of TikTok that are millennials making fun of themselves for being millennials on TikTok, and it's like I also so meta. <laughs> yeah, I also come across a bunch of accounts that are grandparents and old ladies that are doing funny TikToks. Like the the age demographic on TikTok is. It's everybody. There's so many people there. And I think what's interesting too is in the same way you have like technology enthusiasts, you'd think that they could skew younger. It's like there's older technology enthusiasts, but those ones are also very engaged, very active. Um, and they're, they're on there. So like, I even know like of our followers, um, I would, I would be willing to bet that our followers and the people that engage us on TikTok are probably you know, 35 and over just by based on their like profile pictures and everything. And so, no, I think if you're a young brand, I think you actually have a harder time because there's more brands targeting the younger group. But if you're a brand where your target audience is 30 plus, I think you have the, the widest green open pastures to try and, and grab people on TikTok because they're absolutely on there. I mean, I, Alex, I probably set you up with that question because that was the preconceived notion that I had is that it, it's only the younger demo. And it's, it's funny, what just struck me about what you just said, John, is that like, millennials are the older group on there now and like hearing that that's like i i'm i'm at the very 
top end of the millennial age range. And I don't feel, I don't feel young on there anymore. So I think, I think what you're saying is absolutely true. Um, so other than, uh, other than TikTok, is there a place that, uh, our listeners can engage with you personally, like a Twitter, LinkedIn blog, like where, where should they go to find more about you? Oh yeah. As long as you don't, if, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, as long as you don't say that you're trying to grow your network because you find other like-minded entrepreneurs, <laughs> like what, I don't know what kind of strat, I don't know if that pays off for anybody, but yeah, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'll chat there like my, yeah, if you search my name on, on Google, John Shanahan, I, I beat out the other guy that has my name and there you go. at the bottom of the page now. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, like I kind of post on Twitter, but I'm I'm very active on TikTok and YouTube. Great. Well, we'll we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes, and we'll make sure that we help you win the organic battle against the other John Shanahan. Um, Boom. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we wanted to thank you for coming on today. This has been super educational as a you as a as a TikTok. Uh, a new consumer. It's super interesting for me just to hear about how brands are using it uh, kind of on the other side of the equation. So just a quick summary on what we talked about today, just some of the best practices. I think our listeners are going to get a ton from that. You know, the fact that you as a brand, you really cannot be ignoring TikTok. Uh, it doesn't matter what age demo that your brand goes after. Some of them will be on the app. So it's worth it for that alone. But again, like the organic exposure that you get, which then you can move over to some of your more mature channels, like an Instagram, like a YouTube, like a Twitter. And then lastly, how a brand should be thinking about their content strategy first and then how it works channel by channel. And I think this has been super, super educational for how brands should be thinking about uh, getting themselves up on TikTok. So John, wanted to thank you again. This has been uh, just been an incredibly educational session for us. Yeah, it feels like my last year of spending a lot of time on TikTok has, has paid off just based on being able to share here. That's been The Exchange, presented by Loop, the returns platform for Shopify. Thanks for listening.